everyone, and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. I'm George Tello. This week, we have not as much to talk about. I am going to go over again those FA Cup matchups and a little bit, I guess, more in depth about uh, what some of those matchups mean for those teams. Uh, we also have the D2 and D1 catching you up with everything that's in there. Uh, a couple results before I even got to record the podcast are going to be talked about, uh, particularly in the D2 part of the podcast. So, uh, you know, look forward to that. Of course, um, it's another week in the San Pedro FIFA League, and I am finally, because I know we've been lagging it on our part, uh, the player of the month and the manager of the month nominees will be put in At the end of this podcast, um, or in this podcast, should I say, uh, I just, I feel like I I lagged it a bit on that. I wanted to kind of wait a little bit longer um, to make sure guys not only played, but I had some other stuff to handle. I really wanted to have Joey on the podcast last week, Uh, but I'm sure we will get you that team of the month uh, posted soon. I'm sure Surge is working on it. He's got a lot of other things to do, so you'll see that in a day or two, I'm sure it'll get posted this week. Um, as for the player and the manager of the month awards, it is always four each from each division. Um, it is getting harder to pick players now. I think a lot of guys are starting to genuinely step up their games because now they realize it doesn't matter what situation you're in. You're trying to improve your positioning, uh, whether it is for next year, you're trying to win the league, you're trying to win D2, uh, you're trying to avoid relegation. It doesn't matter. There are some good players in every which way, uh, in this entire league at the moment i'll obviously talk about those guys and how important they are in the last month in the podcast as for now i hope you guys enjoy it d2 d1 a little bit of fa cup we'll talk uh but of course i'll drop the nominees in the podcast as well hope you guys enjoy All right, so let's get into the D2 part of the podcast, and I really always love talking about D2, henceforth why the reason why is I will be down there next year. Um, I hope, you know, I get the chance to play again, and uh, of course, even if I don't, I will say this, D2 has actually been very interesting, um, and I will talk about a certain situation in a bit that really gives it a different appeal than D1, and D1 has its own different things, of course, that make it interesting. Uh, but at this particular moment, let's catch you up on the standings. We got Man City and Club Lyon separated by goal differential uh, at this moment, both with eight points. Atletico Madrid in ninth, Atlanta United in eighth, with a game in hand on Benfica. I'll talk about uh, Benfica in a bit, but they are in seventh. My, uh, Bayern Munich in sixth, Young Boys in fifth, PSG in fourth with 24 points. They are currently two points behind Fiorentina and Celtic, who are tied for uh, second at the moment. Uh, but separated by one goal difference, Fiorentina with the, a game in hand. And the team up top with a game in hand, only 13 games, 31 points for Arsenal. Uh, they look like the clear favorites. They are five-point gap right now at the top of the table in D2. So, like I said, let's quickly get into Benfica. I'll obviously talk about some other teams in a bit, but Benfica earlier this afternoon before I got to sit down and record the podcast, I was at the gym. I get this text notification on my phone, and it's Jalant tagging me in in a, in a post. And, of course, I'm, like, thinking, all right, he won a game. He's happy. He beat Young Boys 3-0. So if this battle for the last playoff spot couldn't get any crazier, we had another change, right? We had another ridiculous thing happen. And next week's podcast is a Power Rankings podcast. And I do it once a month just to catch you guys up on who I think is improving, who's doing what. I'll say that for next week, right? But as far as this incredible race that we're seeing for the last, I would even put PSG in this, 
because I don't think they're out of it just yet. Uh, but for that last spot specifically in the playoff spot, we are seeing a resounding amount of teams start to step up their game, and it, it's been incredible to me. Ronnie went on this tear to where he was at the top of the table for a moment, in second, in third, and you thought, well, Ronnie's a favorite now. I think even I, even I felt that way, like, man, I counted Ronnie out. I felt bad because I thought, well, I missed something here. I missed something that no one else had seen either, right? So I didn't feel as bad in that regard, but I felt bad for Ronnie. I felt like I disrespected him. He's still got a great team. 32 goals, 17 allowed, a plus 15 goal differential. He's got, like I said, a game in hand on Josh. He can use and take advantage of that and go one point ahead of this P of that PSG team. But my thing is, is when you lose that game, so now that we'll, we'll count that loss right now, that's 14 games played for young boys. He'll stay at 22 points. But more notably, it helps Benfica. Benfica do play an extra game, don't get me wrong. But now they have caught up in points. They have 19 points. And even though Young Boys will still have a game in hand, technically, along with Bayern Munich, I'm not going to count them out, the gap for this particular position has gotten a little bit closer. And as we go down the stretch, we're looking at uh, maybe Atlanta United gets into it if they win their next couple of games. I think you could argue that they have a chance. But at the end of this month, at the end of August, we'll really be able to tell if Atlanta United can survive and really get in this battle. We'll learn about that as this month goes along. But as for right now, I think you got to look at Benfica. Bayern Munich and Young Boys as three teams going for one spot. And yes, I would put Josh in there as a guy who, or as a team that needs to cling on to that fourth or third position if they can get it and try and give them themselves a better chance to go up. But right now we have three teams. And I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention because this is not happening in D1. Right? Maybe not in the same way, right? Like people avoiding relegations a little bit less of a fun battle to like watch and learn about or listen to than it is to hear people going up because I, I feel like it's a better opportunity. And right now we're looking at three, four teams that could possibly have a chance of, of giving themselves an opportunity to play in D1 next season. Like I said last week on the podcast, it's, there's a lot of money in D1. You want to be a part of that. Not just that, but the excitement, uh, the fact that now the Twitch uh, is growing and more people are going to watch your games. It's going to be a little bit more of like, ooh, I know who that is. You know, and, and some people may not like that. Some people are kind of reserved. But I think for the most part, a lot of people in this league, they were athletes or ex-athletes or they love, you know, the, they love sports. Obviously, you're playing in this league. So a little bit of spotlight doesn't hurt. And if you're known as one of the better gamers or you win a particular game in front of everyone uh, that watches, it helps your cause. It helps your cause. It gives you some, uh, some re uh, you know, respect. You get a reputation of some sort. And I think that that's what people want. You want to go to D1. You want people to be like, oh, I got to play this guy. So I think that that's growing more and more in the league. Um, and I think that a lot of guys want to be a part of that. Now, the top three isn't untouchable. Like I said, Celtic only, uh, along with Fiorentina, only have a two-point lead over PSG. The difference with Fiorentina, like I said, a game in hand. I do think that's going to play a factor. If they win their next match, um, that would put them on 29 points. And that would kind of help them because uh, regardless of what Celtic do, I think they'll give themselves the best chance of going up. They don't necessarily have the best draw in the FA Cup. I'll get to that part of the, uh, you know, we'll get to that in the later part of the podcast. But Celtic have something that they're looking forward to already. 
along with Fiorentina, right? They're both in the cup still. They've got other things to focus on. I don't necessarily think that they're too worried that the other guys are going to catch them, uh, kind of like a Josh or a Ronnie are. I think if I'm Ronnie today after losing that game, I would worry a little bit. And you have a week to, to, to improve your team from the 2nd to the 9th of September. And, you know, I, I talked a little bit about this to Joey, and I guess I could say this now. Joey's kind of like a, a you know, producer in a sense. that I kind of talk to him throughout the week or weekend. We just kind of talk about the league. And what we want to talk or what I want to talk about in the podcast or if he wants to get on here and talk about stuff. We talked about this. Um, this is an interesting race that is going to evolve as the season goes on. And I don't necessarily think the top three guys are going to be involved as much unless one of them really slips. And they'd have to really slip because Fiorentina has beaten every team in the top five this year except for Arsenal. And Arsenal's beaten everyone. So I do think or I, excuse me hasn't lost to anyone. I'll take that back. Arsenal hasn't lost to anyone in the top five yet. So I do think that there is a apoplectic like thing that's going to happen here. I do think that if Josh wants to survive uh, and go up and, or get a chance to play in the playoff, he's going to need to start playing better defense. One of the worst defenses in the league, and it is actually the worst defense of any team in the top six. Uh, the second worst defense is Bayern Munich. This is a weird team. I've been saying it all season since the beginning of the season. I don't know what to get, and their record says it all. Six wins, three draws, five losses. It is either do or die for Bayern Munich at this point in the season. They have to go on a run or continue this good run, actually, that they're on right now. But just like Josh, they got to stop allowing all the goals that are going in because once you stop scoring, the defense could either save you a point or can lose you points. And at this point in the season, you don't want to have to try and catch up hoping to get into the playoff spots. I would rather be in Josh and Ronnie's position, even though I think Ronnie has to worry about slipping out of his fifth spot. I'd rather be in his position and maybe sneak into the third spot if I get the chance. I don't think Dre's going to give it up, or Martin, or do I think Arsenal's going to want to give up their top, top three positions? Uh, but you got to hope if you're in the fourth and fifth spot at the moment, you got to try uh, to hope that you're going to get out. Like uh, Another thing, Bayern Munich and Benfica are teams that have been in the league long enough to understand that this is not over with yet. There is still a race to be had. And Jalant, who, to be fair, manager of the month, the first, um, you know, the first month of the season, has really fallen off from his top position. A lot of people were, I think, blown away by the impressive amount of games that he played and that he won. But that is starting to maybe recapture. Who knows? He's 4-4 and 6 at the moment. 27 goals allowed. 22 scored. That's a negative five goal differential. It hasn't been the best season for Benfica. So if something, something important happens during the transfer week, I do think that they could change their season around. Now, I don't know who they're going to bring in. I don't think that they have a lot of capital to even use. They weren't great in the FA Cup. Let's be real. They were not great. So they even can get a chance to be in the fifth spot. I think that'll be looked at as a success. I don't believe that Jalant is going to get it. I do think Ronnie can hold on to it. But at this moment, if Benfica want any chance, they're going to have to make a move. And I think they need to grab some offense to make teams fear them a little bit more going forward. Uh, just based off what I know about Jalant and the history of his team is that they're either going to score a lot of goals for a run of games or they're going to go dry. There's nothing that's going to happen for Benfica. And th there's already no defense there. So if they're not getting goals to kind of counteract their terrible defense. And yes, granted, they got a 3-0 victory against Young Boys. 
but that's pretty rare. And, uh, you know, that's a very rare sighting of some good defense being played by Benfica. Overall, though, they need to improve that part of their game. Same thing with Bayern Munich. Like I said, them and Josh, they're similar teams, have similar records. Uh, it's just one win apart. But Luis has had a, like I said, topsy-turvy season. He goes and wins three games, then he goes and has terrible results in the next three. So he's got to put a good run together. He has a decent one going on right now. We'll see if he can hold on to this momentum because I do think he has some of the uh, best momentum going on in the league right now. Of course, let's move on. We'll talk about some stats before we get on to the other parts of the podcast. All right, so not much has changed uh, for the assist as far as that goes. Since last podcast, there hasn't been a lot of movement. I know that's probably coming off the back of the FA Cup. A lot of teams are kind of just probably trying to find their feet after what was a really crazy uh, group stage. Even though I know not many D2 teams were able to survive and make it to uh, the round of 16, it's good to know that at least some did. You look at Fiorentina's matchup, even though it's not favorable, that is a good sign for D2. Celtic, I wouldn't rate them in their matchup against Barcelona, but you have to be impressed with the fact that they're even there in the first place. Um, but right now, like I said, the top four and, and, uh, and top assistant at the moment is still David Villa and it's Barty of Atlanta United. Francisco Suarez of PSG has eight. Rodolfo Pizarro still sits alone at the top with 10. That race has been engaging, uh, just kind of like the D1 uh, with Douglas Costa, and I'll get to that in the later part of the podcast. But it is a raging battle right now to get the league leader in any position. Remember, you make money uh, being a league leader in any category except for the cards and injuries. That's not necessarily something you want to be the best in. And the goals, just like the assist, not a lot of movement. If anything, there hasn't been any. Uh, but I would like to say this, Christian Benteke leading the way for Atlanta United is still a good sign uh, for D2. And if I am a uh, friend of Mike's or I'm, I want to see Mike do well, if I'm one of those people that's in this league and is rooting for Atlanta United, Christian Benteke might be the best story for them this season. Uh, we'll see how this goes uh, in in the next two, two and a half months of the season. If he can hold on to this lead, it'd be a good moneymaker if you could finish as the top scorer in D2. And of course, I mean, now that could add some value to Christian Benteke's FIFA value. I wouldn't say his real-life value is anything special, but FIFA-wise, he does have the body and the athletic ability to be dangerous in the game. That will be it for the D2 part of the podcast. Of course, we're going to move on to D1, and then I'll get on to the FA Cup and the nominees for the monthly awards. All right, so let's get into the D1 part of the podcast. I'm going to start very quickly with two very interesting schedules. Uh, I'm going to start with Chelsea and Olympic Lyon. Uh, listen, this is a title race, and it's slipping away very quickly if I'm Lyon. And of course, let's get let's start with the champions right here, right now on this D1 part of the podcast. I've talked to I've talked to Santi. Excuse me, I've talked to Santi before about how difficult this race is going to be. Now he nicked the race last year from Chris, and I think that's something that. Uh, if you're looking at what Chelsea's done this season, everything is working for them. It is almost a Man City-like run. And 19 games, 48 points. If, you know, Dan stays in the league, that's we're at the halfway point. You know, and we are getting to a place where now the scheduling means everything. Right, If you're going to stay in this race, because it's 48 to 42 points, Lyon will have an extra game this month. Chris only has four, Santi has five. 
the champions, Lyon, will have AC Milan, LAFC, and Porto. Those three teams are going to be shared amongst the top two teams, as Chris also has those three. The difference is Chris Whitty will get a Tottenham team that no one seems to really be beating, only three losses on the year, nine ties, so that could be a spot that Chris has to worry about. If I'm looking at AC Milan, LAFC, and Porto, if I'm the top two teams, I don't know if I'm as scared as if I'm also in that middle table area that AC Milan currently sit, or in the six to eight, you know nine spots that LAFC currently sit. You know, so you're not playing the same level of teams as you right now. You know, obviously Lyon and Chelsea will meet next month in September. That's going to be a big game. Because Lyon that month also has to play Augsburg and Liverpool. So it's a very tough month for them coming up. But as for this month, AC Milan, LAFC, Porto could all be winnable games, but it's the end of the month. Manchester United and Club America await Lyon at their two respective fortresses. Um, and of course, Lyon, Santi's not afraid of going into those places and winning those games. You know, Pieri understands how to beat him. He's already beaten him once this year, and whether that's a fluke game or not, it doesn't matter. Pieri had grabbed three points from him already. If Santi can't take that personally, and he can't look at that and say, I got to beat this guy, then I don't know what to tell you. Because he is not guaranteed to get points from those two teams. And I wouldn't even guarantee Chris to get points against Tottenham at this point in the season, the way Aaron is playing. And the fact that Aaron knows that coming up later in his own month, he's got some things to deal with. So he knows, and I, I would like to say this personally, if Chelsea is on my schedule, I would circle them on the schedule. I want to play you right now. I want to play you right now. You're my biggest game. I want to play it. And you're going to put all your energy into that game. And I do think that the AC Milan Olympic Lyon game is going to be a tough one. But I'm not going to rule out that he can literally walk through that part of his schedule. I do think the Manchester United and Club America parts are going to be the most difficult games that you know Santi may play this month and possibly the entire season. Um, as for Chris, it's like I said, it's the same three, AC Milan, LAFC, and Porto. They will all be playing the top two teams. They, those three teams have a unique opportunity to spoil one of their seasons. Obviously, like I said, Santi has the game in hand, and he could really use those nine points uh, to keep himself on pace. And just assuming Chris wins all four games, he is going to be on 60 points. So you are going to want to join him in that echelon of at least I'm over 52, I, you know, at 50 points as well. I can maybe you know, continue to just hold on, wait for him to make a mistake. Even though right now it looks like Chris isn't going to make one. Uh, Leon definitely has the opportunity to drop some points this uh, coming month. And it's going to come against two very good defenses. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. As for Chelsea, I don't normally talk about the league leaders all the time. I like talking about some of the other guys in the league. I find you a little bit more interesting. You have a lot more to deal with in team building. Um, obviously talking about the best offense in the league, it's very easy. And it's something that I try to avoid. But right now, I think it's very unavoidable. Chelsea, like I said uh, in last week's podcast, has a very easy matchup. No offense to Martin. I think he knows that. He's got an uphill battle to climb in the FA Cup. So now Chris can turn all of his attention to those four games in the league. And he's going to have to try and win them. And I do think he will. I do think come September, Chris is looking at 60 points. And he's got two months left to finish what has been probably one of the best seasons we're ever going to see. 
Now, I'm not saying to not appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. We're all going to appreciate it, but we all want to do that, right? That's who all of us want to be. And Chris has missed out on some really interesting races in the past. You know, Roman's beaten him in some very vital games. Um, you know, and Santi nicking, the, nicking it last year, right? So there's been times where Chris has felt almost like I should have this. This should be mine. And even FA Cups, there's been times where he's come in and he's been the better team. You know, I talked about this last week. He's had things taken from him that he felt that he should probably have won. So now he's taking all that out on everyone this year. And if he wins the treble, he wins all three tournaments, I think he's going to walk away and say, wow, that might be my best season ever. And I don't think he'll top whatever he's doing right now in the league ever again. I don't think he will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to put anybody else, any pressure on anybody else, but I do not think he'll be at near 50 points come the next, come next season halfway through. I just think that other teams are going to improve this and that. You know, so many other things are going to go on, you know. And I, I don't know. There's always been an underlining factor when you play Chris that you have to worry about Ronaldo. It's been everyone this year, right? So I do think that's another thing. I don't know how long that's going to last, trusting everyone on the team, right? I mean, obviously, some guys are having some breakout seasons for Chris. And, you know, it's still the big three that he's got with Tabala, Salah, and Ronaldo. You, know, you could throw Zaha in there as well now. But the whole point is, is that you're looking at what could be the best San Pedro FIFA League team ever right now, currently at the moment. Take notice, maybe try and break that up, ruin that for him, and, <laughs> and do something about that. Now, let's move on to everybody else, because at the moment, there is other teams to talk about. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to the teams that have been impressive this season. Juventus. I, you know, I will always, and I talked to Artie very quickly uh, when I was doing all those social media posts. Um, and, you know, you guys can follow that on, on the San Pedro FIFA League Instagram. I am doing a, basically a live vote tournament on who you think will win the FA Cup. But I talked to him a little bit um, through Instagram, and... We just had a conversation about he wants to feel valued about what his team has done. Because I did pick him to go down, like to be the worst team, right? And obviously Daniel will take that title with him this season, right? He'll take it to the grave. And I do think that he deserves a lot of credit. I don't think that this season's over with yet. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up landing. But anything out of all that... I was wrong. I did not think he would be in seventh place. I did not think he would be as far as he is, so I have to give him credit on that. Mario Balotelli and Alex Awobi are two just breakout stars. Um, they've been fantastic. I can't deny that. I think a lot of people in the league were really surprised uh, by that. I'd like to give him a shout-out his last month. He's continued to be consistent. He hasn't been perfect, but he's been consistent enough to keep himself in the top eight. He's in seventh at the moment. And he's got a chance to go up, especially with all the games that Barcelona played, uh, which really helps their cause. Of course, another team I like to talk about, because I don't feel like they've gotten a lot of credit this year. And I, and I know that Ryan's coming under a lot of scrutiny in the past. he got to remember, though, he was Mr. Consistent, finishing in the top four almost every single season that he's been in the league. I think that's something that people could appreciate a little bit more if they actually did it themselves. How hard it is to be in the top four. You know, I, t I text Serge, you know, obviously we're in the group chats and this and that. And, and a lot of us had, you know, I talked to other managers. It's not the same Ryan anymore, this and that. 
And I can feel that disappointment, but this last month or so, I would say month and a half, we've seen Kashima start to get better. And I and I, I do think there's still a ton of room for improvement, just looking at the roster. But I also think there's a lot of room for improvement mentality-wise. You know, you used a lot of money to get Eden Hazard, stopping a lot of other teams from doing that mostly the top three, four teams in the league currently at the moment from spending that kind of money. And now you got to look at that. That's a positive. And that's not what Kashima has really done this year, though, right? There hasn't been a lot of positives, but into the round of 16 in the FA Cup, that's a positive. There's money coming into the team. And of course, finally, for once this season, they are out of a playoff spot and now can look towards the top 10 and try to get back to where they were last season. They finished 10th last season. I felt they could get into the top five, top four position. I thought you added Eden Hazard to that group that Ryan seems to always have a good system of players, and then they tend to do really well. I thought, hopefully, he'd get in there. I've been wrong about that one, just as much as I was right about picking Artie to be the worst team in the league this year. But, like I said, the difference here between Juventus and Kashima is that the only place that Kashima can really go with how bad their season has been is up. Uh, they haven't been perfect, but let's not forget the potential that Ryan does have when he has the team fully clicking. He is definitely a giant killer, and he does start to really have to pick it up now to make sure that he stays in D1, which I think he will do, uh, but to also give himself a chance to spend a lot more money uh, come this offseason. Let's move on to the stat leaders, and let's be a little bit more positive. I feel like we've been a little grim this podcast. So, uh, actually, I was going to move on to the player stats and do all that other stuff, but to be honest, nothing has really changed. Uh, actually, nothing at all has changed. Uh, but I'd like to actually give you guys a different kind of update. This is on all the goal scorers in the entire league and how they've done in every single competition and all the stats. I thought there was something I could bring up that is really cool. So I hope you guys enjoy that. So, sorry, I was waiting for it to load on my computer. Um, this is all the, this is the top 10 goal scorers in every single competition right now. I'm talking everything. FA Cup, D2, D1, and the VT Cup. Let's get you started with the top 10. Just to, just to give you a heads up, there's no Aubameyang, there's no Messi on this list. Ciro Immobile is in 10th with 19 goals. He's tied with Roberto Firmino. Balotelli has is in 8th with 20 goals on the season. Kareem Benzema of Arsenal is the only D2 team and the uh, only D2 player in the top 10 of this list of goal scorers throughout the entire season with 21. Luka Jovic in 6th with 22. 25 for Harry Kane in 5th. Lukaku with 27 goals. 29 for Wissam Ben Yedder in every competition. I think once we look at these numbers come the end of the season, I'll get to the top 2 in a bit, we look at these guys and how good they've been in their respective competitions. I know D2 has its own uh, difficulties, and D1 is a lot harder. Um, but Roberto Firmino has been terrible in the league. I think it's only six goals. Balotelli's had most a bulk of his goals come in the league. And Kareem Benzema is obviously the same. You look at guys like Luka Jovic, Harry Kane, Lukaku. They are top in all categories, or excuse me, in goals, and all their competitions they've played in. And Wissam Ben Yedder has been one of the more surprising good players from this season. He's obviously a guy who's in his prime at the moment physically uh, in real life. But in FIFA, 
he's turning out to be a little bit of a cult hero for what has been a great run by this LAFC team. Uh, with 33 goals is Kai Havertz. He's in second. A great story. Could be the breakout player of the season, no doubt. And I don't think anyone is shocked by this, but 61 goals by Cristiano Ronaldo at this point in the season. Of course, we are halfway through August, maybe not even halfway through. Actually, it is the 12th I'm recording this on, so not even halfway through. So let's click over to the assists now, because I, I have to say, this is a lot closer than I thought it was, because I thought Douglas Costa had more assists in other competitions, and I'll get to him in a bit. But I was actually surprised at the amount of players that we are going to have at the end of the season that have 15 or more goals and assists. I found that really astounding. I did not know we had this many diverse players. And I'm looking at, because most of the time when I do my team of the month, I look at just the league. And a lot of, of, of us now, uh, you know, this last month, we did obviously a lot more reaching into the FA Cup as well because they have the group stage. Uh, and I, and I kind of started doing that since the other guys did it. And I went back to the VT Cup because it still counts as a legitimate competition, you know, in your goals. If I'm negotiating something at the end of the season and you want one of my players... And I got a guy, you know, like, uh, for example, Luka Jovic, right? I'm like, wow, I did all this with this guy. He's, right now, currently, Luka Jovic is not in the top 10 in assists. You know, he's three off. But he's got 10 assists and 22 goals. Like, that's remarkable. You know, and I think a lot of guys are quick to give up on their players. It's just crazy to me how guys will switch teams or they'll join a team through the free, you know, through free agency and they make such an impact, and I think that's something really cool about our league. But let's get on to the guys uh, that are in the top 10 in assists throughout the entire season. I, I'm only doing this because I didn't have anything to update in D1 on the player stats. I just thought this is a cool look at what some of these guys have done this season. Messi is tied with Timo Werner, uh, Wilfred Zaha, Hakeem Zayek of Barcelona, Christian Eriksen, and Kai Havertz for the 8th spot currently at the moment. Mateo Kovacic of Chelsea has 14, along with Isco. Into the top five, we have Coutinho and Mohamed Salah, tied with 16. El Sher Arway of Barcelona with 17 assists. A guy that, you know, and I, you heard it on the podcast that Evan would consider selling his top three assists on the entire league season. Paulo Dybala with 20. He nails 20 and 10 on the year. And, of course, Douglas Costa with 22 assists leads the way throughout the entire league season so far. Of course, Douglas Costa has been fantastic. He's one of the top players in the league and now I'm, I hope that you guys enjoyed like learning about this and seeing that there has been a big impact if you want to check this out San Pedro FIFA League does have a their own web page leaguerepublic.com and if you really want to find the exact one you go and type in San Pedro FIFA League into Google and they will pop up I haven't plugged this in the past I just I don't know if I forget I write it, write it down on my notes and I always tend to forget it. But guys, go check that out because it does give you all the stats. You don't even need me. Um, and I know that a lot of you guys listen to the podcast for opinions and stuff like that. And I'm going to talk about maybe stuff you want to think about. That's totally different. If you want to go and catch up on what your guys, your guys and individual stats are, excuse me, go to the, to the San Pedro FIFA League page on League Republic. It'll give you every, everything you need, standings, uh, stats, the rosters, even though sometimes you know we need to catch up on that. Uh, there's all the documents you need if you want to check finances uh, and stuff like that. I would be weary of the finances. I don't know if they're completely updated. I'm sure we'll get an updated version in the future. Obviously, with that week of transfers coming up, I'd like to also say I will be doing a specific episode and podcast for that. So look for that coming up. 
Um, as for now, let's get into uh, basically the top, what, what is it, the top 16 teams left, I guess, uh, as we move on to the FA Cup. All right, so I was going to talk FA Cup, but I kind of gave you everything uh, from that part of the, you know, for that particular competition last week when I talked with Joey on the podcast. I would like to say this. The FA Cup is probably the best competition we have because it doesn't drag on uh, as long as it as it does, uh, as long as the league does, excuse me. And we get a very immediate uh, winner. We have three days. We're going to find out very quickly who wins the whole thing. Uh, and I really, really enjoy and I miss those nights of staying up till about midnight trying to wait to see who I got to play to win a tournament. I'm sorry, I miss. I would miss those times because you get you get an opportunity to get a title in one night or one afternoon, one sitting basically. Um, but I would like to also say that whoever wins this thing, uh, and if it's a team for the first time ever, I think it'll change the landscape of the league. I do think teams are going to start to focus on what is you know, right, a competition that everyone gets involved in, right? It's not like the leagues where we're split up. Everybody's involved in this. Everybody has an opportunity or had an opportunity to win this thing. And I think if we get a first-time winner, I would be very happy. I am pushing, obviously, for Surge to win it. No pressure. Um, I would also like to see Liverpool or Spurs win it. I think it's about time one of those two teams uh, gets a title. They've been in the league long enough. Aaron's obviously been, you know, in the league since its creation. That's all I really have for the FA Cup. I obviously gave my opinion last week. Um, it's Let's get you guys on to who are the nominees, though, for the Player and Manager of the Month Awards. All right, guys, so now it's time to get into the nominees for your monthly awards. Let's start with D2. Of course, the four that are going to be picked can be added to at any time. You guys will only get one vote, though, uh, for the Players and the Managers of the Month Awards, respectively. Uh, but for the Players of the Month for D2, we have Benteke of Atlanta United, Kareem Benzema of Arsenal, Casper Dolberg of Bayern Munich, who you will hear from, or excuse me, not hear from, but you will hear their name be called in a bit, Diego Yota of Fiorentina as well. I will post their respective stats of the month uh, with their uh, nominations. You can make the decision on which was the more meaningful statistic, or if you want to dive in and see who they got those assists by, go to the League Republic page, and you guys will see specifically what they did in those games or type it in on the results page for the Facebook however you want to find it however you want to pick this um, all four guys are very deserving this month on for the manager of the month award for D2 I, I was very simple I, I felt like a lot of these teams have been really impressive uh, within their recent months uh, but let's get started with Celtic Dre has continuously put himself in a good position he is currently in third in D2, Bayern Munich, Luis has been on an incredible run, has only lost one game in his last six. He's been fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, of course, the top two, Arsenal and Fiorentina. Martin has been fantastic. He only also has lost one game, but Arsenal undefeated this last six in his last six games. Obviously, that didn't work in the FA Cup, but he has been remarkable as far as D2 is concerned. On to the D1, guys. I had a lot more to choose from. Uh, between the D1 guys, and <clears throat> I, I felt like, even though I had a lot more choices, uh, I did definitely didn't make it any easier on who I wanted to be the D1 team to go in. Um, and you'll notice these the first three teams are top teams at the moment. 
and I think you have to respect what they've done. Uh, but at the same time, let's not count out the little man. I'll start with him. Evan has been remarkable. I know that I'm not looking at his placing, in a sense, in the table at the moment. I'm looking at what he's done in his last six games over the month. And he was remarkable. And he was a, just a little bit better than Santi. Uh, that's why I put him in this list. I think Evan does deserve it. He's been on a great run. He was, remember, at the bottom of the table at one point in the season. Augsburg, I just think that you're in the top three. You deserve some love for that. But it's the run that Roman's been on to stay with these teams in the top two. And, of course, you know, trying to keep up with Chelsea themselves is already hard work. Uh, speaking of Chelsea, they are on this list. Chris, I know he's on vacation. He's doing his thing. But he has been nominated for a lot of awards, and it continues here. I just think that this is a team that uh, could be having one of the best, like I said, best seasons ever in our league. Club America also joins that list. Both teams were undefeated in their last six games, winning all of those games, not even tying, so they did not drop points in their last six games. Let's get to the one that you guys always like to talk about and we tend to talk about a lot is the player of the month for D1. Ben Yedder and Dybala were a close miss on this top four list. You guys may add them if you feel necessary to do so. But these are my four. Christian Eriksen of Tottenham with th uh, five assists and seven goals on the month. Riyad Mahrez of LAFC. He's so important to what they need to do and if they want to keep climbing in the table. Mohamed Salah of Chelsea and Cristiano Ronaldo of Chelsea. The teammates join each other both led their own categories. Salah in assists with eight and Ronaldo led in goals with 12. I just very quickly want to thank everyone for listening. I know that they, after last week, we had a really long episode and this one's a lot shorter. And I know it's not as we didn't sit here and dabble into too much. And I know that every time I, I do an episode, there's not always going to be a lot going on in the league. Um, of course, there is a lot to look forward to. And I, we are getting to that point in the season. It's very business end. Um, and it's going to be fun. I cannot wait for the week of transfers that we're going to get. I'm glad the league shortened it to a smaller window because it's in the middle of the season. And we are going to need that time to let teams improve where there won't be, you know, maybe any games really going on, um, you know, because teams might want to try and improve. And it's a perfect window of opportunity, literally, for these teams that can end their month of August, like, oh, the, the tournament's over. Now you really get to kind of take a look at what your team has or hasn't done. Um, and now you can really take a scope of that and really improve the team. I will be doing a podcast for that and keeping you up to date as much as I can on what is going on. The transfer windows are always exciting in our league, so I look look forward to that. That's obviously the first week. Uh, too bad it coincides with football, so I will try to uh, make sure that my attention is somewhat on the San Pedro FIFA League. Um, but it it is always interesting. For those of you who are in your first season and you haven't experienced a transfer window, uh, you know, maybe you did the off-season window. That wasn't too crazy. A lot of D1 teams usually do business with themselves. Um, but a lot of these deals tend to either, you know, to really blow, kind of change the uh, landscape for a specific team at some point. I am dragging on. Sorry, I've had a long day. I needed to make sure I did the podcast because it is something I like to do. Unfortunately, like I said, not a lot to talk about. I hope you guys enjoyed this, though. I am going, and this is a guarantee, I am going to be going to managers. And if you guys can go and send a voice message back to the podcast, you will not only be on the podcast, obviously I will talk about what you say or the question I asked you. It will be something I also discuss. 
If I come to you and you can't do it, that's okay. That's not something I'm going to hold against you or not come back to you. But we are getting to a point in the season, like I said, it's very business and we have relegation battles to deal with. We have championships to talk about. Next week, I will have a little bit more for you. I will try and get someone else to come on this podcast. That way we can have a little bit more diversity on voices and opinions. And I hope you guys enjoyed the nominations for the monthly awards. I will be posting that as soon as I finish this. I, nominees are out there now for you guys to think about and talk about. I'll also be posting it on the Instagram page since I have somehow figured out how to use social media. Thank you guys so much once again for listening. I'm George Tello. I am looking for someone to help produce the podcast. So if you are interested in that and your name is Joey Mancusi, please do text me. Uh, we need to talk about things in the league. If your name is also Aaron Laurel, you also should text me too because you also could very easily be a fun producer to have on the show. I am personally calling these guys out because they always help, but I don't always give them respect, and that is me uh, basically saying thank you very much. Um, I would also like to give a shout-out to Artie once more. Thank you for always replying on the Instagram page. You are awesome, man, Uh, and good luck on what has been an incredible season so far. Thank you guys all for listening. Good luck on to those who are going to finally play their D1 games and all coming back from vacation. I know it has to end, but at least you get to come back to the San Pedro FIFA League games. I look forward to watching you guys uh, post your results. As for now, that is goodbye. You will hear from me next week.